Hello everyone, my name is Peyton Johnson. This is Pay's World. Welcome to my world. It's been so long since we've been able to meet in this way. I hope wherever my show is finding you at, you are full of peace and love and joy. Thank you for joining with me today. Maybe, as you have heard before, maybe not if you're new here, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of break it down for you. I am a woman of many, many words, and what would a new project be for me if I did not give a sort of preamble of what I'm hoping to do here? So, this podcast is formally known as The Tea with P, as you may or may not know, and I've just come to determine in myself that I am a jack-of-all-trades. I wanted a project that better suited my overall increasing interest, but was also a little bit more concentrated. I felt a little bit all over the place in in past endeavors. And I wanted to tighten up, especially as I dive further into making my own content. Pay's World is about vulnerability through craft. It's about getting knocked down, getting back up, second, third, 20th chances as a 20-something looking for illumination through her art. Something that I found about being your own person, being your own artist, being your own budding adult and venturing out on your own is that you don't really do it alone. You can't. There are always influences, catalysts, people designed to help you on your way. Pay's World is my attempt at gaining more knowledge from up-and-comers through various industries all of which I would consider myself either a novice at or have some type of knowledge in. People who I consider wise actors, writers, comedians, and again, jack of all trades that are in my sphere of influence. This is Pay's World. Today's guest is my very kind and dear friend, Maria Ganoza. Hey, world. Hey, it's Maria. <laughs> Hi, Maria. <laughs> How How's are it you? going? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm honored to be on Pay's World. I know the the kick off the pilot episode <laughs> to my yeah. new podcast. I'm honored. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. Are you kidding me? You're such a busy woman. I've seen Stop your planner. It. Oh my Stop God. it. Okay. So let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into um, sure. my world. Welcome, actually. Thank Welcome. You. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I'm in the presence, the Zoom presence of a one Miss Maria Ganoza. She Hello. is a writer, a comedian, an actress, and best of all, a very good friend. Um, yeah. Maria, why don't we talk about kind of how we know each other? How don't we know each other? I know. Um, lovers, friends, <laughs> idols. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Um, me and Peyton met each other through University's theater department. 
Should I bleep um, that out like how everyone does on Twitter? What? <laughs> the, yes, yes, the, the bleep. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone should know, I think. I think so we if we don't disclose it to the public that the rumors will start. Um, yeah. But that... <laughs> we met at university. <laughs> That's how British people say it. Yeah, okay. We met at university. Right. Um, and I loved Peyton. She was an wonderful actor and then she was also my RA um oh actually this is a really funny story the first time I met Peyton um I was at orientation for my university (gasps) and I got a knock on my door at like 12 15 a.m and I was rooming with someone that night who was kind of driving me up a fucking wall oh my god can I curse on this I should no, okay. I'm, it's up to you. Driving me up a fucking wall. <laughs> and then Peyton knock, knock, knocks on my door at 12 15 a.m. and is like, come on, baby. Like, I'm taking you to, <laughs> to downtown. And oh my I just God. Blindly walked out and followed this mystery woman who like pulled up her car and I got in her car with a bunch of these other freshmen who she had snuck out of university's orientation. We should not have. And she that. took us. That was crazy. <laughs> and she took us to the, what, the, a top parking garage downtown and like yeah. took pictures and showed us like the traveler sign and like pointed out different things. Yeah. And like we got back like, I don't know, almost at 2 a.m. or something. Dumb. It was, it was so fun. funny. It had to be done. <laughs> That's what I wish had been done for me. Yeah. It shoved no. you guys in a bunch of our, yeah, I remember. That was so funny. Um, so that's actually how I know Peyton is yeah. as my mystery woman. And that kicked off our love affair. It did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Again, so happy to kind of have you. I consider Maria, even though you are a year younger than me, you are still in school. I consider you a great talent and a great wisdom. And I think that's why I'm having you on Pay's World today. I really would like to get into your artistry. Thank you. Um, I feel like people don't talk about that enough on a grounded level I feel like when mm-hmm. especially young people because I'm I'm 22 how old are you 21 21 I feel like people our age don't talk don't talk about that in a grounded way I mm-hmm. I think that in like young actors interviews that I listen to on YouTube it has which I mean it's not a bad thing but there's this lofty language and um, some might say pretension mm. and um, I, I, I wanted to make artistry with this series a little bit more accessible to people um, who didn't go to art school. I don't yeah. think like to listen uh, to an artist on artist performer on p- performer type interview that you need to feel like you have a degree in the first place or um mm-hmm you know that you need to know all this all this stuff even though what we do is complicated acting is difficult it is vulnerable but um I just kind of I want to dive into yeah I love that so Maria where I you are still in you know in university as I mentioned but can you talk a little bit about your location not well, like not in the Zoom necessarily unless you want to in the Zoom in <laughs> you know the... like where your your person is now my person right now is in the fine arts center of the university. Um, but my 
Location right now is I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, soon to be moving back to Kansas City for a small bit of time. And then who knows? Yeah. Little yeah, I mean who who is to say? Not Not me. me. Not me. The the big reason that I'm calling this Pays World is because I am in Aurora, Illinois. Mm. Like Wayne's World, as maybe some of our listeners may know. I'm pretty proud that I'm from Wayne's World. I think our listeners should know. <laughs> Excuse me, your. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there are is now, but I'm like, who is to say? Like, I thought <laughs> after college that I would be this big star, and I am. But yes. like, I thought I would have moved, but COVID and, mm-hmm. um, you know, even with this podcast, talking through COVID was going to be hard for me because I didn't want... I, I feel like when I sit and talk to people, it's always like this source of positivity. And I didn't want to um, not honor what was happening right. in the world, but I felt like I wasn't the person to do that. So here we are a year after COVID first struck. We're, we're deep in it. We're knee deep in it. I would like to talk about some of, some of your work. And I know I sent you these questions earlier. I, I know like work is a big an overarching word because you do so much but I I was hoping mostly to talk about your writing because I know that you just dropped a one-woman show (laughs) last semester that I feel like everyone should know about I would I would like to know thank you yeah um sure I always feel funny well I'm gonna feel funny during this entire interview because it's like just imposter syndrome of like why is Peyton doing this with little old me oh are you kidding and the things my, you put out are so impressive. Oh, thank you. My yes. my work, if you will. Um, let's see. The last thing I put out was my one woman show, as Peyton said, but it's called Killing Roast Beef. Mm. It was um, a full length show, and I got to write it and direct it and produce kind of it and star in it. And um, it's about a woman who is like deciding whether or not to have an abortion. She's like pretty much knows she wants it throughout the whole show. Um, But then she interacts with 13 different characters who all kind of shed light on why she shouldn't, even though obviously that's not true. (laughs) And um, that was like my favorite thing in the world I got to do at the university. And then um, I wrote, a show called Goose that was about two people who had recently separated but now had to road trip to a funeral together mm. so they talk about their relationship that whole show and then um I wrote Stood Up which I was in my freshman year and it was directed by the Michael Berecka yeah um and that's about a lesbian stand-up comedian who is cheated on by her bisexual partner and all the incidents that spring off of that. So, yes. So the latter two that you mentioned, I got to see in person and Mm -hmm. they were just so inspired and so simple. um, But yet so like complex, like your story writing is so Incredible. And that's kind of what I, that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show because especially you were 18 when you wrote stood up. Uh, <laughs> you don't see people putting out work like that. I feel like as the, the more that people go through college mm-hmm. um, or even just like their journey when they start out, they're so 
green and gung ho and then maybe they put something out and they receive not you not you everyone loves you but they receive <laughs> harsh, harsher criticism and that, like it dwindles their light over time but I've really been able to see yours just keep going so you have like a very natural talent for that and what I do want to discuss about some of those writings is your minimalism with cast like where does that come in because now you have two mm. Two almost one woman shows. Was Stida? You had one or two other actors in there? Um, there, I think, were four, but yeah. um, it was actually adapted into a one woman show when I had to submit it for like writing festivals and things like that. Right. And then even with Goose, it's two, two people mm -hmm. the whole time, full length. Yep. Where does your minimalism come in? Um, or do you consider yourself? Is that a new word? No, no. Okay. I, I like that a lot. Um, I'm not sure, actually, because I think a lot of it has just been circumstance so far. And that, like, I, I'm not super, as of right now, interested in directing. But I wanted to keep working on what I was writing and work with my friends. And right. so I cast the lovely Abby Berger and Tate Clemon. And there were parts because I just wanted to focus on two people talking the whole time. So I guess that is inherently minimal, minimalist, but, um, and the same for killing roast beef. If I was really passionate about like directing and it wasn't COVID, then I could see that being a full show with so many characters, wow. but I was like, I just want to do it myself and not have to worry about anything else. Um, and then there's also that thing of like, like, oh, I wrote it and I know exactly how I want it to sound. And I don't want to give that control to anyone else. So I'll just do all of it. Yeah. Which has its downsides, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I heard so many, like, small nuggets of wisdom in that for me. Because I, <laughs> I would consider myself a control freak when it comes mm. to things that I write or want to do. I don't, I don't know. I would like to get more into original writing like you, but when I see a piece of work, I want to play every single character mm. because I always know how, how it wanted to sound. What did that in performing it? Did that translate well for you? Like was killing roast beef particularly? Cause that's like your mag Magnus opus, you know, like this, <laughs> that's your senior, that's your baby. Like how did yeah. that, how did that go for you? Um, really well, very well. Something that I liked, about it was, it was the best I felt, the most I had accomplished as a writer. And that's what like my heart and soul is in, is in the writing. And I, I do love performance, but not to the same extent. Um, right. And, right. And um, so it was really nice to just like have a lot more structure for a show because stood up, I like wrote that based off of one funny line. And Goose was all based off of just like the premise. And then I just typed and I didn't structure it at all. In Killing Roast Beef, I actually like sat down and was like, here's the A story and the B story and the C story. And then wow. I reviewed it and I was like, I need to raise the stakes by page 15. It was the most like forward I've been and intentional I've been with anything. Um, yeah. So I felt very accomplished in that I felt like the effect that I wanted, I executed well. And that would, that was like a good marker of how I've progressed. I don't think it'll be the best thing, 
mm-hmm. I have done or will do by any means. But yeah. um, I think it was the most telling of like my voice within anything. Well, good. That's, Thanks. Yeah, that's incredible. Very well put. Which And that leads me into my next question is, how did you get into writing? I mean, obviously you came in kind of with that, like I said, that natural talent, like who writes an almost one woman show at 18 and <laughs> puts it on and is so comfortable. Y'all, it was so funny. The little, the, you had a very vulgar joke in there about um, <laughs> even though you were a lesbian in the show, like a date with a man in a, in a hand job and <laughs> Hunger Games right yeah. Like with the three, yeah it was it's a, a little sick so like <laughs> and I've, I've asked you about this in person before and you have so many really good and surprising stories about yourself from, oh. from uh high school writing which I would also like to say y'all I hope I put this in my in my little introduction about her but Maria is a comedian, a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and, and double and something we haven't touched on yet and i think this this still pertains to writing is that she was president is it president or captain of i was president of former improv yes of a college improv troupe and if you're groaning at home shut up because yeah no groan groan louder i know i mean i don't like the jokes that i see about college improv troops why they're so accurate and I I mean I don't think so I think everything at my universities like the extracurriculars I always loved watching like we had a all-male acapella group which you know I like Mm -hmm. that for for (laughs) a number of reasons (laughs) (laughs) a number of reasons but I enjoyed it (laughs) and then if I go on like SNL they're like oh you know, they show like these awful stereotypes, which may or may not be true. Mm. And then they do the same thing with college improv troops. And I don't, I feel you like- You don't like that. Yeah, I don't like them because That's I feel so like they're so beloved, but it could just be a me thing. <laughs> I think <laughs> okay. you just have more love in you than most people. Than do. most people, yeah. Or that, or I don't <laughs> like them. I don't know. Or I do That's make so funny. Do I like it? I don't know. Anyways, mm. so- how how did you first start writing? Do you, do you have any early recollections? Um, I know that I used to, as a very young person, I used to write stories about animals, and like I would take like pages, like just like paper, and then you know do the thing where you fold them in half and you're like, look, mom, like I made a book, yeah, and then I would fill them up with pages about like what the animals did that day, <laughs> and then I would have all the animals like. I, I read them back. They're like so weird. They're like, well, here's a penguin, but the penguin doesn't live in Antarctica. He's, he's somewhere crazy. And I don't know why that that's the first thing that popped in my head when I read that question. Um, and then I know in high school, um, I was like horrible and terrified of improv. I didn't do it for the first three years of high school because I made one bad joke. <laughs> um oh and what's a bad joke though like it's not it wasn't a bad joke it was actually a miscommunication it was awful I misheard someone say I still remember it because I was so oh, embarrassed no. <laughs> it was it was a game where you had it wasn't even the thing is it's not even a game it wasn't even a scene it was nothing like someone was applying foot ointment oh foot ointment and they said and you're like the game was you had to go up and 
try to say that like the phrase, but do a different action. Okay. And it's supposed to be like this weird multitasking thing. And I didn't hear him. So I said, playing for Dartmouth and everyone looked at me like, what the hell? And I was like, well, I hate improv and I'm never going to do that ever again. Oh, and 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 honey, (laughs) we know how the story went. An early age misstep can be traumatizing. (laughs) (laughs) But it was nothing. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. In the grand Um, scheme of things. So writing was, here's the thing, Maria. I think I didn't answer your question. I mean, no, no. Yes, you did. Like you, you started it. You've had a nice, cute little passion for it or not. Not cute and little. Oh my God. Did I just belittle so, you? No, you no. I, I think it's lovely. Yeah. I, you had this great passion for it. I just imagine you, because you have this beautiful hair. I imagine like you as a baby with your hair and a, like a comically <laughs> oversized pen in your hand, like full fisting it, drawing in circles and being like, look, mummy. That is exactly <laughs> what it looks like. That's what I, that's what I thought. It kind of looked yes. like. Um, that's so funny. So I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think you are such a great performer. Thank you, Peyton. Like I love if you have a script in your hand and you're working on something, I really like that. And I was so shocked. We had a conversation a while ago that you're like, I don't know about this. You said, I don't know about <laughs> acting. And I, I don't. Know, yeah. And I know I remember when I was assigning um, through our theater programs mentorship, bigs and littles that you wanted you were a directing major yeah yeah that's how you came in and you were like and I know in order to direct you need to be able to do what you're asking other people to do so you can act because that's what it's called of you Mm -hmm. however um where when did you like decide that 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 was so you know like yes I'm good at this and people love to see me do words that other people right mm-hmm. and but I'm gonna go this other way how did you kind of figure that oh, actually Peyton I don't know if we've discussed it but it was a very critical moment with you and Tartuffe because oh. I um, went oh so Peyton, yeah. yeah of course Peyton is a wonderful assistant director and director producer she does it all um obviously she's doing this right now so um and we were working on a show called Tartuffe, which was, I got an awesome, funny role. I was with a director I really liked. Yeah. And Peyton was my assistant, not my, oh my God, was the assistant director. <laughs> and she like took me into another room and was coaching me. And I was not, not enjoying it because I was getting to talk to my friend. Right. But I was like, she is doing everything right. She's asking me such insightful questions. I'm in the ideal scenario for like a young actor. Right. Like, and I still am not, I don't have much joy in this moment. Like I'm not really, and it, it kind of freaked me out because I was pretty aware of it all throughout that rehearsal and it just never went away. Like even now in my directing class, we have to do, scenes and it's a it's a four-person class because covid and registration and blah 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 so we all act in everything and i like detest getting up and performing in most of the scenes because i'm like this just doesn't feel real it doesn't feel exciting anymore and i think that's a pretty big flag so 
Um, but I've never had that with writing. I've always been excited to like write. I always love it. It always gives me joy. So career dysmorphia is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it can be um, a killer, but I'm glad that you have a strong will to kind of persevere through that right because it's Mm. even though you don't like acting you don't you know it's not your forte like you still in a way it's like paying your dues you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah directors who have never acted and stuff like they can't be trusted Mm -hmm. what do you know you're a manipulator Mm -hmm. you're gonna gaslight me when I tell you something's hard because you don't know so Mm -hmm. I mean yeah there's wisdom in that there's triumph. Just, you're hyping me. This is just an hour of hyping me up. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you know what? COVID has given me so much insight and wisdom and time to stare at white walls and actually think myself into oblivion. Mm-hmm. I only heard good things in that. So <sighs> in my humble opinion, I don't want to get into school too much because you're about to leave school. Sure. You know what I mean? You're about to be a, a, an adult. You're about to join oblivion with me. Yeah. Hopefully, and, oh my God, y'all. Uh, again, some context. I love Maria so much, with my whole heart. So much, and we we talk about sometimes moving places together. Um, is there anywhere that you would like to be? Again, young. I'm thinking yeah. like I'm thinking that our audience is like young listeners. Sure. So this isn't like a, I'm 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 grilling <laughs> you. I can do that on my own time about what you want to do with your life and what I want to do with mine. But is there anything, cause you, I, I, I'm weird. Cause I, I'm weird and I'm a woman of a lot of words. And because sure. of that, I feel like I want to be so many places and yep. so I want to be no places, but we've spoken before. And I, and I've spoken to a lot of actors who are like, Oh, I need to go like my good friend, Lauren Taylor. She's like, yes, I'm going to go to New York because that's that. You know, that's mm-hmm. the most opportunity for me. And I've talked to another, a number of other people. But those are actors. Those are singers. Those are dancers. You're a writer. I don't know too much about that. Mm. Uh, so is there anywhere that you think off the top of your head that you could advise me, anyone listening, that you're like, I want to move there because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listeners, if you have a device on this. So I'm pretty sure right now, as it is, I will be moving to Los Angeles within the year is my goal um but i know ah it is so it's so posh i don't know um i am moving there in the hopes of going into television development and uh writing right so so TV my only cool. yeah which i knew that but i like to hear it from your mouth often <laughs> of not course like, not like a playwright I mean I bet you could do that it also yeah I think I think most people there too from what I'm learning is that like writers will write in every medium so mm-hmm. a lot of them will have experience within plays or a lot of them do freelance writing it just is if you want to go into like something creative um and if you do improv like Los Angeles is like yeah. just this place that is supposed to be bustling with people who are all super eager to like build communities and to network as, at the same time. So I've heard that it's like best to go a place and meet just people who are trying to do the same thing as you. And that's where you'll find like the most joy and conveniently the most success professionally. 
That's good. Gosh. I have some like young, cool, hit people questions. (laughs) Well, these are things that I just that I just want to know, I guess. If I'm young, cool, and hip. Mm -hmm. Which you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um let's 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 go with this. Artist to artist, would you say that you necessarily needed your education to be mm. what you are? Um, no, probably not. Not um, like, not like, you know, like where you're at, your school, your whatever. But do you think that, like, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I have the option to either oh, go to college yeah. and learn about this or hitchhike to LA and start out there, like, if they had to pick between the two, either way, they're blowing a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, which like it was it necessary? I would say hitchhike. I would say hitchhike <laughs> to LA. Um, yeah, some that's something that is growing more frustrating as I talk to more people before I like make any definitive decision as to when I'm going to move or what I'm going to do. Right. Um, is that everyone comes from a different field? Everything is so achievable just through you know through what we hear all the time of like just get on the internet and learn it or just connect with this person and talk to them about it. Like that is so achievable. And, and I'm like, I feel like all the the work that I've done that I'm like, Oh, this has put me ahead is through the people I have met my age or kind of my own volition, I guess, to get things done. And that can happen anywhere just within different circumstances. You know, like killing roast beef would have happened just probably on a much smaller stage and being exposed to fewer people, yeah. which, you know, but you'll never know how that turns out. So, yeah, I think as artists, like you kind of got to get acquainted with that small scale, whatever, because mm-hmm. people who work at like Wendy's, they're not like, oh, so many people are going to eat my food today. I'm so yeah. excited. And actors or, <laughs> or writers shouldn't be like, oh, so many people are going to read this and be impacted. Like you just- Yes. That's such a funny analogy. I know. Analogy. My are- food. Yeah. There's, I'm so excited. I'm going to I'm gonna climb to the <laughs> Hall of Fame because so many people ate the burger that, you know? Right. Or whatever. I hope that makes sense. It does to me. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, but you get me. I I know it. I know. So, okay. (laughs) These next round of questions, um, these are going to kind of be the hard So if you don't have Uh for things. Okay. That's totally fine. Um, Well, this one's a fun one. If you could name this art renaissance that we're in post-COVID, what would you name it? Oh, like I get to make it up? Yeah. This hasn't been invented. Um, yeah, you get to name it. Like, so, like, let's say in like 2091, they're like, we're going to look at the art renaissance of 2021, and its name is. I feel like it's going to be something like kind of dumb, like, yeah, pre sophistication <laughs> or something. Like, okay. I could see that. You could give it a silly name. Pre sophistication. That's I think that is honestly what I could see it being. And if it had to be silly, it'd be like Big Hippo. (gasps) The Big Hippo art renaissance. Mm -hmm. Why Big Hippo? 
just what I feel. Um, as an artist, that's what I feel. Future award-winning artist, <laughs> Marie <Okay. Ganoche, laughs> named this art renaissance post-COVID, <laughs> the big hippo. That would be such a funny sketch if you just had like an unveiling where like all the artists in Hollywood got to like name the next era and George Clooney was like, this is what I've decided. And it would be the, well, he's George Clooney. I don't know what, I, I, I don't know what type of person he is. I know what kind mm-hmm. of person I think he is. Sexy. So I oh my god, he's very bleep that out. Bleep no. that out. No, he no. is so he is so fine. But will I say it on air? You just no, did. You just no. Did. This, You're not repulsed I didn't get permission on this part. Oh, I'm no. not repulsed. No, I'm I'm infatuated with what you said. Mm. Yeah, I like boys. I'd like to stop it. I'd like to. <laughs> I like to tone it down a little bit. I think I've toned it down a little bit. I think, I think I've toned it down a little bit. I think that toning down the impact of them, yes, but the frequency, the um, frequency at which these men have come into your life, my God. My God that's I want to background podcast. check them. I need I need to. My God. I like, oh, no, I'm not going to get into that one. That <laughs> part's going to get bleeped out. I almost caught myself. <laughs> I almost got caught in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i can't stop myself okay so how <laughs> maria back on track yeah how do you feel like your personal artistry has survived the pandemic right because mm. i personally it, i obviously the human form persists right like mm-hmm. it like we we will always keep evolving but there was a serious lull the great depression the Peyton depression we were mm-hmm. all i was i was we like, all felt the Peyton depression but like <laughs> each and every home in america yeah i think i think that you i think you being in college and being in a degree that requires you to constantly you know push out that creativity like it was probably to your benefit Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but how how do you feel like your artistry has survived the pandemic? Have you been active in quarantine? Were you? Yeah, I felt actually. I know that I have the ideal situation. Yeah, to create art because um, I got to go home. Um, I had like a month off from my job because right. I had to go home. So um, a lot changed, but in that time. I can't, I mean, I think I, like everyone kind of spiraled. So that's when I wrote Killing Rose Beef was at the start of the pandemic. And I tried to do like a sketch a day, which went horribly, but I got four sketches out of it. So (laughs) four days of commitment was more than I'd done in like six months, you know? So um, I actually felt pretty good. And now I'm doing, I'm in a, pilot development independent study um wow little old michael rothmeyer so that's been my like biggest project now is trying to do three episodes of a pilot or of a series great that's awesome yeah so i feel good but yeah those are this is so odd because i always want to ask you the same things i know that this is your interview but i just want to know you can ask me okay 
Yeah. What have you been doing, Peyton? This is my show now. <laughs> Maria's world. Maria's world. Maria's world. Um, <laughs> let's see. I've been, you know what? I've been writing. I have a, I have a lot of things mm-hmm. underway. I've been being very physical, mm-hmm. um, active, which is something I've never really allowed myself to do. Because I've always loved dance, but, um, you know, kind of progressing through it has been difficult. So I did that. I realized that I had to honor my my body, my physical being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, in a way that is artistry, because I'm preparing for, I'm, I'm training. Yes, but you are. <laughs> You're saying that like, oh, yeah. so, this is such a joke, but you are doing that exact I've, thing. I've been writing. I love interviewing. I, I don't know how much of a career I can make out of podcasting, but I've been writing interviews. Um, mm-hmm. I've been skating, getting into culture, that kind of culture. So I have like a magazine or a zine as they call yes. it underway. I got signed by a talent agency and I've been doing doing a couple of short films, which should be coming out soon, actually. I'll hope, I'll hopefully have, which is, again, I can't talk about that. You know, (laughs) 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 I can't talk about um, Mm -hmm. coming out soon. And um, I I, I, I guess I don't know, nothing too concrete, just a lot of ideas. That's a lot, though. That is a lot, a lot. It is a lot. So I've been able to, I don't know, making TikToks counts for something. I've been trying to um, get into, the, I don't know, everything. I think, here's the thing, Maria. I think I would feel very confused, deflated, exhausted mm-hmm. after graduating college, pandemic or not. So mm-hmm. I'm, I do my best to honor my well-being and my body every day and just knowing that. Like I've just, I've done what was expected of me I've done what I wanted to do and my body and my creativity and my mind needed to rest and reset um mm. thank you yeah thanks for asking it is survived my my creativity has survived the pandemic even right. though I had to bury it and for a while and now I'm unearthing it and I'm letting it all back yeah. out and it starts yeah. with this because I love talking to other people I love right. sharing this information so it survived but it survived. Thank God. Yeah. Thank yeah. The world simply wouldn't without it. Yeah. Uh, Maria, let me ask That's you another question. To you. Yes. <laughs> um, are you ready for the world to open back up? Practically and artistically? Honestly, I'm not. I'm very, very anxious about it. Um, yeah. I just had this conversation with someone. Um, but like Someone just, if you've seen The Good Place, yeah. Ted Danson as Michael, yeah, you know, there's that episode where he f- like feels all human emotion. He has like a, a break. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this existential crisis where he's like, how do humans feel all the things they feel? Like, I feel like there's been kind of a numbness, but also just huge weights of anxiety. And now everything that, we might have to go back to facing is going to feel so odd because we haven't experienced it in so long. Like going to a bar and seeing an ex like flirt with someone like, what is, what the hell? I can't do that. Right. You know, or like having to get someone to cover your shift 
like, because, <laughs> oh my God, you have to go to this concert and you totally forgot about it. And like, just stuff like that. Like, I'm, I don't remember how to behave yeah. and act. <laughs> Nonetheless, like start a new career in a new place with new people, not knowing how to act. I don't know. So I'm stressed about it. I'm, I try not to be stressed, but every now and again, like something gets like, it kind of like triggers mm-hmm. me. Like if I see a big group of people, like you know, irresponsible mm-hmm. people or people who are like, I'm vaccinated, whatever. I'm like, I can't do that right now. And I don't get stage mm. sh- like shy. Is that the word? Yes. Yeah, st- <laughs> see stage shy. <laughs> and um, like, I just, I, I don't really feel that, but I feel like I might have that coming back into the world. And I'm a yeah social person like I'd love to do this show in person again but being on time to places you oh know my god yeah like yeah physical like and not like I'm never I, gonna get there I think artistically I I think I'd be ready for that I feel like there's gonna be an influx of of very good things happening maybe some bad things as well but mm. it, I I'm trying to artistically get rid of that sense of competition because yes right, when the world opens up it's like lines are going to be out the door for auditions for sure lines are going to be you know writing is going to be stacked up to the wall how do you kind of deal with that do you is this shocking to you is this yeah. is upsetting what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm upset um <laughs> no I think I think it'll be just one of those things that just that's the way it is and it just won't I think if anything it'll maybe make things happen a little bit faster for some people you know like but I don't know I don't even know how to answer it you're right this is a question I don't even know I think it's just going to be the way it is and people will either get through it or they'll have to find something else and not to say that I'm not going to be one of those people potentially but I don't know what that looks like I have no idea or something more exciting is like that kind of influx of people trying to get back into the game, regardless of the industry, like will create something new and organic. Like so many like of the improv theaters have had to shut down and there's going to be a huge patch of all these people who love comedy and writing that have no place to go except for to bond together and make a new UCB or a new groundlings or whatever, you know? So that's exciting. Like, the possibility that something's ended and now we're about to hit the wave of like what will go down in history is like very influential art and different platforms. That's exciting. Yeah. I forget about that. I feel like sometimes I, and I was, I just came back from a very long car ride. I love those because I get to talk Mm. to myself (laughs) genuinely alone. And I think that sometimes my, my vision can be too broad. It could be too Mm. very, very small. And I like, I like that, what you just said, because I think that when I read, which me and you have bonded over Amy Poehler's Yes, Please, and I love reading about her adventures in starting UCB and like kind of, right. she, she never, I call them struggles, but she never really called them struggles. It was just mm-hmm. kind of what it, what it was. And I think about that all the time. Like, it, mm, I was like, oh, that sounds so easy. But of course, time mm. has passed and it's proved to be very successful for her because she's been patient and a number of people like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Like that possibility 
is coming up. We're both very young. We're both very hip. We're both very sexy. So I will, I will cheers with you to that. That sounds yeah, clean. Cheers, clean, clean, clean. (laughs) That sounds so magical. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of good can come back out of this, but also I think nervousness should be um, honored, respected. Yeah, yeah, inspected. You can say I've I've been listening to this podcast. It's called The Next Right Thing, and she's like, um, "Have you ever like really sat with an emotion?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No," because um, I feel like people in my generation, like our dopamine receptors, are shot. So mm-hmm. no, I haven't sat with joy before, lady. No, I haven't sat with sorrow. I have to keep going. Interesting. Interesting. No, I need more retweets. What are we talking about? And I need them now. So mm-hmm. you can sit with discomfort for a while as long as you don't, as long as you know that that's not the end. Uh, sure. To the world. Yeah. Back up. Okay. Last question that I want to ask you, and I, I really value this from you. Are there any resources or books that you would recommend to people in our audience, even just to <sighs> me? absolutely yeah um okay the it's very very popular but um the you are a badass book it's a self-help book i had never read a self-help book before oh my god it is so awesome um and then that will just and it's also in like three page chapters so it's very easy to consume um then my favorite book ever is called To Shake the Sleeping Self by Jedediah Jenkins. I like really am looking at travel writing too and like freelance and things like that. And he is the son of the couple that walked across America in like the 80s. Um, and he decides when he's 30 that he's going to bike from the top of Oregon to the bottom of Patagonia, like the tip of South America. It's amazing because he basically spells out this awesome journey in such an anticlimactic way at the end being like, Oh, you know, it's not eat, pray, love. And that seems obvious, but it's, he, I don't know. He's so poetic and beautiful. And I share him all the time on my social media, but he is wonderful, wonderful writer. Well, that's lovely. And then what are you, what, what, what did you kind of gain out of that book? The To Shake a Sleeping Self? Yeah. Is um, it, say it's also kind of self-help? No, it's, um, well, I guess it could be. For me, it honestly was because it's, I'm someone who like, I know we talked about this right before mm-hmm. we started the interview, but <laughs> that like, I really want to travel right. and hearing someone who he's also gay and his parents are very conservative, um, especially his mom. So he, even though like, they walked across America. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That like <laughs> so that, that kind of, right. I was like, really these drifters like hate yeah. the gays, but apparently, so um, <laughs> what is it? Like, not that this is the same at all, but like my parents very much have that like, as soon as you graduate, you need to get a job. You live in that place and then you will get married and you will have a child. Like that is the path and the only one. Um, And he has, you know, like he talks about his book, just constantly failing at meeting expectations. 
And though that's more specific to his sexuality, you can apply it, you know, wherever you need. And so that's why I loved it. It was very therapeutic and it's just cool. He's like traveling across the fucking world. That's amazing. Yeah. Vulnerability is so valuable. Yes. Strong. Yeah. Honor, vulnerability, wisdom. I think those Mm -hmm. are things that I live by and those books sound amazing. Yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing, for giving. Thank you for asking. Yeah, giving out your resources. It's important because I feel like young people, we, young adults stop reading at a certain point and then we pick up books again all of a sudden. Mm. I feel like I'm in that phase. I I don't want it to be a phase. I want it to be my new life reading nonfiction and whatever, but it's important. What are you reading? Right now, I am reading (laughs) the Bible. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I will. One I'm of always his like, best works. I know. I'm always like, uh, my favorite self-help book is the Bible. <laughs> but um, I'm reading Jennifer Lewis's self-biography, autobiography. Mm-hmm. It's called the um, the black the mother of Black Hollywood, mm-hmm. and she has great things to say. Just because I think she's had a great career in multiple facets, and um, that's something that I really want to be. And then up you will. Next- yeah, thank you so much. And I, I realize that I need more black resources. So I think anybody mm. can read that book because she has like, she has astounding things to say. She's lived a very great and full life. Um, and she shares mistakes openly. I love that. Mm, yeah. And then next on the docket that was recommended to me by a very good friend, Haley Ashlyn, it's The Actor's Life by Jenna Fisher. Yeah. I've heard amazing I've heard good things. Too. Yeah, amazing things. And I really like Jenna Fisher's, any interview I've seen with her is so grounded and kind. Mm -hmm. You know, like she worked very hard and very long to get to where she was. She got the office. She'll do a couple things every now and again, but now she's this devoted mother. She's taken a a, a kind of different path. Um, And I feel like as performers, that can be hard to make Yes. Yeah, my mom talks about that often. She was offered a, um, a a singing contract when she was my age. Oh, she yeah. She gave it up because she wanted a family. Oh my gosh! And I said, she told me that when I was like ten. I was like, ew. I said, yeah. <laughs> as her firstborn, I was like, ugh. I said, was it worth it? I said, was it, it worth it, mom? I no. said, anyways. I said, mom, <laughs> anyways. So like. I, I, I'm very interested to see what wisdom that ha- like has. Yeah. And I just bought it. Like I bought a physical book. It's on its way. I feel like. Um, Whoa, that, that is different. That hits different. It is. And it's used. I'm into sustainability hardcore these days. <laughs> so um, I'm very excited to see if like the person I'm getting it from has any notes in it as well. Mm-hmm. I love to annotate a book. Don't you? It's I okay. do. Oh, good. No, I do. The only, but the only thing annotating I do is highlight. Well, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Highlighting is important. Come back to do it. Do you? But do you write like, yes, <laughs> important. I will write that to think write, about. Yeah, to, I'll write important. I'll like I'll I'll color code my highlighting. Oh my god. I'll say I'll write apply to can apply to. Oh, I like something that. in my life. Yeah. Something I've noticed with annotating and I don't know, I annotate my day, like conversation, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what is, 
what the hell does it matter? It's just, it's just for you. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I get intimate in my book pages. Wow. I would love to open up one of your books. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> get in line. She's flirting with me on the air. <laughs> I'm outrageous. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're coming down to the end of it. I would like to reflect on our conversation a little bit. Sure. Maria, thank you for spending your afternoon with me. You're so thank you. You are of extreme importance to me. I cannot wait. Vice versa. Oh, I can't wait until you know. the day that we are together, possibly <laughs> living together, also possibly just visiting. Right. Yeah. No. Whatever. Completely. Whichever it is. Uh, what advice would you give to people listening? It doesn't matter. Let's go from ages like seventeen. To maybe like 25 what I've, I've got it I thought about it I'm okay. ready um the best piece of advice I got with the last within the last year was from Skylar Jones he is from my hometown mm. and he heard this exercise where you breathe in hate and you breathe out love and I'm I'm becoming that's like my theme for this year is to like love to forgive to love to love to love mm. and so just trying to give love out to the universe and have it it will return it, the favor. It will give love back to you. And I think that that's just beautiful. And I used to like roll my eyes at that. Right. But now that is like, I wake up every day. I'm like, love, 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 love. So that's my new thing. Yeah. Remember love. I love that. Thanks. Breathe it in, breathe it out. Yeah. Okay. So what advice would you give to your older self? Like, let's say yes. this podcast <laughs> blows up. And in let's maybe in like three years, you're sure. like, I'm gonna listen to this again. What would you have hoped to say to yourself? Not like, <sighs> and I'm talking advice, not like, yeah, oh, dear older self, when we make it, when we become right. millionaires, like, give it to me straight, Maria. <laughs> okay. Um, see, this question makes me so nervous because the thing is, I can already see me like listening to it and then being like, Oh, did I listen to that? You know, like something out of a movie. But okay, older Maria, if you are listening to this at 2 a.m. and you're sad and you're reflecting on your past, I would say the advice I want to give to you is just to prioritize the right things and slow down. Just know that you don't have to meet anyone's expectations except, you know, to keep trying towards your own. So do that. And feel good about it and don't get down. Just do keep doing the next right thing. Do the next right do thing. Do the next right thing. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Okay, older Maria. Thanks. That one's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> get it. <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question. Um, mm-hmm. anyone who follows me on social media knows that I really like the game. We're not really strangers. You can find them on Instagram, particularly also Twitter. I pulled a card recently. So amazing. It says, why, why do you think we met? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. You you and I it's, I'll give you some time to kind of reflect on that. But context for my listeners, this card, the game has three different like phases to it. The first one is perception. The second phase is connection. And the third phase is reflection. So it was in the third phase. And you're kind of thinking about your whole conversation that you've had with hopefully another person, maybe a group of people in in the context of the game. Mm -hmm. And I love that question. 
It depends on if you're yeah. people that like everything happens for a reason. Even if you don't think that things happen for a reason, I think that there there's still there's still a little wonder in that mm-hmm. that I think people don't explore often. I'm a big everything happens for a reason person. So I love that question. Um, I think I've thought about this before. And honestly, I think about it with most people that I meet who are significant to me like you are. Um, I think we met because I have never felt such love and empathy from someone. Like just having, having a friend who like will truly just drop something and, and be there for you was something like I understood and I had felt basically from you and Abby Berger. And I think we met because we are so similar in like a, what we want to do, but on like a deeper level, like what we expect from people and what we want out of relationships. And I think sometimes to me, when I'm like, not, not necessarily spiraling, but just like, don't, really know what I'm doing or how I'm feeling you are just like kind of a soul sister in that you just automatically ground me and give me clarity in every way just simply by being present and I think you need someone in your life like that um and so it's it is like a really big blessing in that like I came to college and then I was like I cannot imagine not knowing Peyton because now I expect all of this from my relationships from like, you know, really important relationships in the future. So I think we met because we were simply meant to, and it wouldn't make sense any other way to my brain. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. I agree in every facet. I would say to anyone listening as an artist, get you a Maria. (laughs) <laughs> get you a Peyton yeah get you need at least one good friend mm-hmm. I would say maybe even just cap it off at one good friend <laughs> I think that if you're going to be mainstream media indie media if we've learned nothing from our sisters that have come before us it's that you can't you you can't trust everybody you know that hate that you're breathing in in order to exhale love is coming from somewhere mm-hmm. you need to find people that ground you and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't some of those like weird sayings these days I don't necessarily vibe with you know like people are like you find your tribe or whatever I'm like ah, I, don't, mm. I don't I don't know I don't yeah. know that but <laughs> if you trust if you, if you trust yourself if you trust your artistry if you trust your journey the right person will come to you yes yes that yeah you just have to be patient with it I was not patient but I'm so grateful that you're in my life I'm so grateful that you agreed to do my podcast with me this is this has been a great joy for my pilot thank you thank you thank you for having me on the first ever episode of Pays World are you kidding me I'm gonna can I add this as a credit on my resume you know what I don't see why not okay okay so <laughs> um, Maria, where can people find you if you're comfortable with that? And where can they find your yeah. work most importantly? Oh my gosh, this is so exciting because I just posted it. Uh, but you can find anything about me and my work at www.mariaganoza.com. 
Facebook.com. Yes. What? Yes, face is dropping. Oh, yes. What? Maria, M-A-R-I-A, last name G-N-O-Z-A. Wow. Yes. And it wow. took so long and it's merely okay, but you can find me there or on Instagram at mcganoza1. Wow. Or, okay. yeah. Are we on, on my private Twitter? Is it, is it, <laughs> it or is it, a- believe it or not, I dropped the money to get that domain to not have the ads. It wow. looks like a whole ass website. I need to do that. I'm so, ugh, I'm not I'm s- dropping the money. <laughs> stop, stop. You, you have the biggest online presence. You don't need it. In <laughs> your Instagram is your resume. Yeah. <laughs> okay geez louise well this has been the best episode yeah for for its um coronation for my podcast coronation, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen and everybody listening um my name is peyton johnson this has been pays worlds thank you so much for listening today i guess call 1-800-PAYS-WORLDS if you want a good time (laughs) (laughs) say bye maria Bye, thank you. Bye. All right, and that is the pilot episode of Pay's World. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. I can't wait to bring even more content to you, even more great interviews. I have so much in store for this project. Um, So I would like to thank viewers like you. If you are interested in continuing to get to know me or even just to keep up with this podcast, you can follow me, Peyton Johnson, owner of Pays World, at Notorious P-E-Y on Twitter and Instagram. You can even find my Spotify playlist under Notorious P-E-Y. And you can keep up with this podcast on Instagram at Pays, P-E-Y-S dot world. And I will have so many goodies and fun and interesting people in store. Have a, a good night. This has been pays world pays world (laughs) party time excellent okay bye